Today's daf is daf Chavbeis. Page 22 in Mesechus Roshon, we finish up the first parak, which took us uh, almost two-thirds of the way through the Mesechda. And um, we've got another uh, couple weeks to go. And we are up to the Mishnah on the fourth line from the top of Chavbeis Omar Aleph. We are, uh, we have three Mishnayis on this Amud just before ending the parak, and then we got a fourth Mishnayis to start the new parak. So very uh, uh, fascinating um, halachas over here. We continue on in the conversation about halachas of witnesses coming to testify concerning Reish Chaydish, right? And uh, this is what, this, all these Mishnayis until the end of the parak are going to uh, continue on this topic as well as the second parak will, uh, will uh, continue discussing um, the Shluchei Bezdin. All right, so let's go. Zok the Mishnah. If you have a father and son who see that the moon renewed itself. All right, so now usually we don't accept testimony from family members. The halacha is, Yelechu. They should both go to Bezdin together. All right? Now, why? Not because they are going to be accepted to testify together. That's not the reason why. We will not take a father and son to testify about Resh Chaydesh. Rather, The reason is that if one of them is cross-examined and found to not have all the information, at least the other one who can answer the question and does remain valid will be able to team up with one other individual witness to allow us to establish Reish Chaydesh. Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon says, a father and son, and all, and all uh, relatives, she argues on Tanakama and says, Rav Shimon, a father and son are allowed to travel together because they will be permitted to testify together. Story with Tuvia, the healer, all right? A doctor is called a healer. Very important. Yeah, when you talk to a doctor and they start with their predictions and everything that they think, a doctor's job simply from the Torah, Kaddish Baruch Hu only gives mission to a doctor to heal, not to start with statistics. It's called a Raifei. Sherosa Kaddish Mishalayim Shubanai Vavdim Meshachur. Tovya Haraifei Sadunumun in Yerushalayim. Him and his son and his Ebed that was freed. The Kibla Kahanam Isaf Esbinai. And the Kahanim accepted him and his family members. He accepted them together. The But they passled his Eved. Okay? Why they passled his Eved? Because in order to give Eidos on Kiddush HaChaydesh, in order to be accepted as a, as a witness, you need to have proper Yichus, as we're going to see from Psukim. But they did accept family members to testify together, but when they came in front of Bezdin, they said no. The Bezdin that they paskin, that they came to testify in front of Paskin differently. And that Bezdin Paskin that you cannot testify with your son, but it is permitted to testify with your Eved. Okay? So in other words, they hold like the Tanakama, that family members are not allowed to testify together, the same way you can't testify together elsewhere. And they also argue... The, uh, about the halacha that you need proper yichas in order to give testimony. You don't need to have uh, you don't need to have Jewish yichas, Jewish lineage in order to give uh, in order to give edus in 
in Bezdin concerning Rosh Chodesh. Okay, Azoi Zok, the Mishnah. Let's go. Says the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Levi. Rabbi Levi says, My time the Rabbi Shimon. What is the reason for Rabbi Shimon who says that family members may testify together? Says the Gemara Dechsivka, says the Apostle, By Yemar Hashem El Ma'yishev, El Aaron Baris, Mitzrayim Le'imar HaChodesh, HaZalochem. Says Shem, and Aaron, brothers, in Mitzrayim, Baris Mitzrayim, Le'imar HaChodesh, HaZalochem, this is a month for you, what's HaChodesh, HaZalochem, concerning Rosh Chodesh, Zut Ha'ik Sheira Bochem, to establish Rosh Chodesh is going to be kosher through the two of you. You hear this? And we got two brothers, and they are the ones who can establish Rosh Chodesh. Good Raya from Reb Shimon. But Rabbanu argue, they say, no. All it means is that you are in charge of making sure that proper testimony is given. It does not mean that the two of you are capable of giving Eidos together. Period. Okay. Two dots. Amr Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi said a story with Tuvia the healer. We got a story with Tuvia Haraifei. We paskin like Rabbi Shimon. They said to him, one second. One, uh, I'm sorry. Rabbi Yaisi has a story. And he argues on Rabbi Shimon. Meaning, who cares if you got a story? Many people make up stories. No. We have a story of a halacha lemaisa. What did Rabbi Yaisi say in the Mishnah? Right? Rabbi Yaisi taught us that there was a story with Tuvia the healer. And he had his son and he had the Ebed. And they came in front of Bezin and they accepted him and his Ebed. They did not accept his son. So if, if that's what a Bezdin did, why are you arguing with practical lemaisa that happened? Amar Loi responded, all of a sudden, you're getting upset at me for saying and now you're like, oh no, it's Rabbi Yaisi. I've said this many, many times. All of a sudden, punked after the 15th time I'm saying this, you're jumping out of your chair? What just happened? I'm confused over here. Amar Loi. So Rav Huna, uh, uh, no, so, um, so, yeah, Rav Huna said to Rav Barava, Hechi Tanisa. How are you reading the Mishnah? Omar Lei Ibcha. Listen to this. Ibcha means that I switched around the opinions. Aha, so now we're starting to get to an answer, right? In other words, that Rabbi Yaisi holds that, that uh, a father and son are permitted to testify, and Rabbi Shimon holds that a father and a son are not permitted to testify. Omar Lei, oh, Mishumachi, Mishumachi, Lei Midi. Yeah, that's why Rob didn't say anything to you. There was no point. Yeah, he, he, in other words, okay, you mixed up the names, but Lamaisa, as far as practical halacha, that a father and a son are not permitted to testify together, he agreed with that, so he didn't open his mouth. He didn't say anything. Omar Tavi Bereidim Mari Tavi, Omar Mar Ukva Omar Shmuel, Tavi, the son of Mari Tavi, said in the name of Bar Ukva, who said in the name of Shmuel, Halacha kirebi shimin. It is. Halacha is like Rabbi Shimon that a father and son who witnessed the Chaydesh go together to Bezdin for what reason? To testify together. Not only to be an aid and to be mitzarev, to join up with somebody else, but a father and son are permitted to come and testify as far as Kiddush HaChaydesh is concerned. Period. Gavaldik. We're now up to the second Mishnah, a little bit more than halfway down on Dav Chof Bey's Amud Aleph.
continuing in the halachas of, of kashras for edus of the money. Okay, fascinating Mishnah over here. And the Mishnah of Eluheim Hapsulim, the following people are puzzled to testify in a Bezdin, not only, not only when it comes to interpersonal relationships, but even as far as Kiddush HaChidosh is concerned, we will not rely on them to testify about Kiddush HaChidosh. Listen to this, it's fascinating. Eluheim Hapsulim, the following people are puzzled from giving testimony. Hamesachek Bekovia. What's Mesachek Bekovia? All right? So Mesachek Bekovia is a gambler. A person who gambles is puzzled for testimony. All right? Now, why are you puzzled for testimony? There's two main reasons brought amongst the Rishonim. One reason why a person is forbidden to testify is because you're considered a Ganav. And this has, uh, there's a fascinating underlying issue over here with gamblers. And that is in halacha, anybody who's learned Baba Metzia, particularly Elu Metzias, what decides if, if an item is owned by the owner or not? Right? What decides? The mindset. As soon as somebody is miyaish, as soon as somebody gives up hope on something, and now has the ability to transfer out of his domain into somebody else's domain. In order for somebody to lose ownership, let's reiterate. You want, in order for somebody to lose ownership over an item, they, it has to be with their das. With their das. They willingly, and not even willingly, they, they understand that this money is, whether they, you know, that this money is transferring from their ownership to another one. Somebody who loses something but doesn't give up hope on it, the fact that his mind is still on it means he still owns it. So listen to this. Some of the Rishonim explain the reason why a gambler is puzzle edus is because you're a ganav. People walk into gambling sessions expecting to win. And therefore, if you win Yenem's money, his, his das is still on it, and the money that you have, is, it's like it's, you're, you're stealing it. Mamish like stealing it. Aye, but you know there's a chance. Okay, but everybody go, anybody who expects to lose is not going to go gamble. So that's reason number one. Reason number two brought down is that a per, that a per, uh, we're dealing with somebody, by the way, who makes a living off of gambling, not somebody who uh, one time went to a casino, all right? Um, reason number two why your puzzle aids us is because you cannot be trusted to take any borders or boundaries seriously. Why not? Because every profession, think of any profession in this entire world, any profession, that profession is in and of itself a mitzvah. How so? We learn from Avram Avinu that to be osek the yeshubo shal olam, to involve yourself in establishing the world and using the world in a way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu expected it to be used is a mitzvah. There's various proofs from this, um, from Sukkim and Medrashim, Avram Avinu, why he chose the land of Canaan, because the people were working in the proper time, seeding in the proper time, reaping in the proper time. He says, I, I want to live in a place where... People, uh, you know, approach Hashem's world with, uh, with the proper mindset. Anything, any profession, anything. You could sh sweep streets, you're cleaning Davish's world. You could stock shelves, you're cleaning Davish's world. You could be bagging, you're, you're helping people put stuff into bags. You could be uh, any, any profession you can imagine, an accountant, anything. You're always helping somebody. The one profession you're helping absolutely nobody is gambling as a profession. Who's being helped? Nobody. Besides for you, somebody who lives in such a, re, in such a mitzis, 
in such an existence can't be trusted to even grasp society. And testifying about something means being part of a society. You have to, you have to chap what a society is in order to be able to show up and open your mouth. So that's, that's uh, the, the two primary thoughts of why I'm a sachik bekuvia, a person who uh, makes a living off of gambling, is puzzle edus. Umalbi beribis, and a person who lends on ribis to another yid. All right? What are you doing? You're taking his money against halacha. It's like stealing. Um, and people nowadays, maybe uh, I'm not going to say ho- make a living off of horse racing, but is they would have games that they would play with yainim. They would race with, uh, with doves, all right? And um, over the, uh, when a person races with doves, so what happens very often is that you end up using other people's doves and uh, they come over to you. Again, all, these things all have underlyings of stealing. The and people who sell Shemitah uh, food, va'avadim, and avadim, okay, we're talking about uh, uh, an Eved Kanani. An Eved Kanani, even though it's obligated in certain mitzvahs, is not allowed to testify in Bezan Zaklal. Here's the rule. Any testimony that a woman is not able to give, so too, then an Eved Kanani is not able to give. Now, Rashi over here says, when do we accept Eidus of a woman? And what we mean, Eidus of a woman, is outside Isra Behetar. We know when it comes to Isra Behetar, you're certainly allowed to rely on the testimony of a woman. A man comes home and his wife, uh, his wife has food on the table. You could, you could trust her, her. She could be the aide saying that what in the home is, ko- is kosher. You know what I mean? When it comes to Isr Vehetar. But even outside of, uh, even outside of Isr Vehetar, there is uh, two times Rashi quotes over here that a woman is, is uh, permitted to give testimony. Number one is when it comes to an aguna to testify that her husband passed away. And number two is, um, is interestingly, when it comes to a saita. When it comes to a saita as well, uh, uh, another woman is permitted to come and testify what's going on. Okay, says the Gemara, If a woman is able to testify, we said that in, 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 these people are able, are able to testify. This means to say, That a gazlon derabbanon, a person who steals rabbinically, is um, permitted to testify about an aguna. Okay, so if you have a guy who is a ganav only midrabbanon, okay, then we'll still pr- permit him to loosen up to free an aguna. But somebody who's a ganav or a gazlan, we'll call it midiraisa, um, would not be permitted to testify concerning an aguna. Okay, and now the Gemara ends off interestingly. The last. Part of the parak is a Mishnah, without a Gemara. So let's read the Mishnah to end off the first parak of Rosh Hashanah. Zok the Mishnah. Mishra Sachedesh Vidi Yochalalech, a person who sees the moon renew itself. So he's supposed to testify, but he's got a problem. He can't make it. He can't get to Bezdim for various reasons. Whatever, something's stopping him. Okay. So we say, let him go on top of a donkey. Yeah, there was a flood in his way. He couldn't walk. All right, get on a donkey and go. The, the guy's in a wheelchair. He can't walk. All right, get on a donkey and go. A few of will even carry him on a bed. We got to get this testimony going. And if there is tzeda, if there is a trapping, mean, meaning that there's danger on the road. Why would there be danger on the road? Because it was very common 
that the tzedukim and baisusim would ambush the witnesses in order to mess up the months. And they wouldn't be able to go and testify. These are people who did not believe in Teresh and the whole process of, of how we went about testifying. And they would, uh, they would hurt people as they went by. So if there was, if inside the if there was any danger for them, like be other Malkus, so a maklis, we would allow them to take uh, arms. Yeah, they could take uh, a makl, sticks. If they were very far away, we'd allow them to carry food with them, even if it was Shabbos. If they had to travel a night and a day, you're allowed to be Machal Shabbos. These are the meeting times of Hashem, which are established in their set time. And therefore, you see from here, you're allowed to be, you're allowed to do whatever you do, needs to be done in order to establish Rosh Chodesh in its proper time, even if it means being Mechalo Shabbos, period, end of the Mishnah, and that ends the Perek, Hadron Aloch Arba Rosh Hashanim, Hadron Aloch Arba Rosh Hashanim, Hadron Aloch Arba Rosh Hashanim, Malthoff to all those who finished the first Perek of Rosh Hashanah, and now we continue into the second Perek, continuing on the same topic, what happens if a witness comes to Bezdin, and the Bezdin does not know who he is. They don't know um, whether he, they could trust him or not. They don't know what to do with him. All right? We're going to see soon why. We'll see soon why. So then the original place, here it is, the Bezdin of the place where this guy is, the Rabbanim, the guy's like, oh my gosh, whatever. It's Monday or it's Shabbos, whenever it is. And the guy's like, oh my goodness, I think I saw the moon renew itself. So he goes running to this Bezdin. Bezdin's like, listen, Rabid, you got to go to Rishalayim. But nobody heard of you. Nobody heard of you. Your name is Maishi Friedman. Yeah? You're one Kanaina Hara of 10,000 Maishi Friedmans in Kalah Yisrael. They're not going to know who you are and, what, and, and, and uh, who you're related to. It's, uh, you're from Flatbush, you know, whatever. They, they don't know. It's too, the, your Jewish geography is too big. They can't figure out whether you're a Taka, an, uh, an Emes Diga guy, a real Levit Hashem. So we're going to send somebody else with you to be a character witness so that you can testify. Originally, what happened was anybody who showed up, they'd accept their testimony. A Yid shows up, he has a chazaka of being kosher. There was no need to send anybody else with him. However, Misha when the Baisusim came around, they were the people who would try to stop the testimony. And they also would hire false witnesses to give testimony in the court. They wanted to just completely like get in the way of Klal Yisrael functioning appropriately. So then, unfortunately, measures needed to be taken. That's why they had a takana. We can only take testimony from people who we know. And that's why it was necessary to send a character witness. Okay. Says the Gemara. My Acher. When it says they sent Acher, another person, as a character witness, what does it mean, Acher? It means Chad. Acher usually means one other person. And I'll turn to the top of Chav Bey's Amadis. The Chad mi mehema. Why is one character witness enough? But we learned in Abraisa. It happened that there was an aide, that a witness came to testify about the new month. 
the Eid of and there were witnesses with him to testify. So you see from the Brisa that you need two witnesses to testify about a person's character. Amr of Papa, Papa says, my acher zug acher. Okay, you're right. You know what it means? You need a set of witnesses. Zug, a set. In other words, you're going to need two people to come and accompany this one aid as his character witnesses. And it makes sense to say this is takada halacha. Why? If you don't say that, what does it mean? They don't know him. Who's him? The one aid on the month. Why is one aid ain't gonna uh, be accepted anyway? He's by himself. Mishpok said, "This is my mish to be to testify about kiddush achaydesh is a judgment which you always need two witnesses for." This set. So to hear my acher zog acher. So you hear this? Two. Uh, you're gonna need two people to testify in the court, even though we're calling him say So too, when we say acher, it means two people are testifying as character witnesses. Says is again back to the question why won't we trust one aid as a character witness? There's a story with Rabbi Nuraisha. He went to the place of the aid in Usha to give testimony. So you see that Rav Nuhurai followed the aid, whether it's one or two, but Rav Nuhurai himself functioned, it seems, as the character witness. You don't need to. Amri, they said, No, he wasn't by himself. He had somebody else with him. Why do we mention another person? Yeah? When, uh, when uh, you know, Chacham shows up with a 13-year-old boy who we never heard of, we're going to say, Chacham showed up. Does that mean there wasn't also another, uh, another adult? No, it could be another adult. We're talking about, like, you know, when they walked into the room, who did everybody see? All right, but Amaisa... There were two witnesses. Ravashi Omar Ravashi says, Rav Nurai had another aid in, uh, went because there already was another aid in Usha. Yitzhaka went by himself. Aye, but you need two. There already was one. There was one already sitting there. And that's how we said he himself. That's another, that's another uh, potential answer. Says the Gemara, If it's true um, that there were two witnesses, so what's the Kiddush? What's the Kiddush over here? What's the Bryce teaching? He says, go on, no. Ma'alitim, I was about to say, uh, when you have a suffix, whether the testimony is going to be accepted, okay, or are we going to allow the character witness to travel on Shabbos? If you don't even know, you're going to have a second aid, right? In other words, the, the, you, you have to go uh, testify as a character witness. You're, you're, you're an aid achat. Do you know there's another aid there? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe no. See, even out that suffix, we're going to permit somebody to travel on Shabbos. He also, Ula, when Ula came to Babel, Amari said, Kidshua liyarcha b'marava. They made it Reish in Eretz Yisrael, meaning he let people know when Reish was. When Ula came and told us when Reish was, of course he was believed. Yeah, when he says, listen, Chavra, my, my, my beloved Babylonians, yeah, my beloved people in Babel, let me tell you something. Bezdin established Rishchidosh. We listened to him. He's one person, but we, we trusted that it was Rishchidosh because he was a Gavarabah. But even if it wouldn't have been Ula, somebody would have traveled from Eretz Yisrael to Babel and said, uh, Hebra, my beloved Babylonians, 
You should know Rosh Chodesh was established on this particular day. We'll trust him too. My time. Why are we going to accept an Eid Echad? The words of one individual. Anything which ultimately will be revealed. People don't lie about. There's no A person is not going to lie if their cover is going to be blown in two days from now. A guy comes and says, <coughs> excuse me. Rosh Chodesh was established in Eretz Yisrael. We believe him. Two days later, other people are traveling from Eretz Yisrael and they're stopping off at the Airbnbs in Babel and they, and they have a whole different day than us. They're going to be like, no, the guy lied. People aren't going to lie when, when their cover could be blown and therefore in such a scenario we'll accept an aid effort to tell us when Rosh Chodesh was established. Tanam Yoch, we learned the Rebbe similarly. Somebody comes, somebody comes from very, very far away. Okay? He is believed. Ah, we don't have character witnesses. We don't know who this guy is. We don't know what's going on. The answer is, we'll still accept this testimony. Why? First of all, people aren't expected to be liars. I want you to say that always. People are not expected to be liars. And your cover could be completely blown. We'll accept the testimony in such a circumstance. Period. End of that Gemara. Beautiful. Okay. We're now up to the two dots. Um, about uh, six, seven lines before the lines get wide on Chaf Bey's Amadur. We said in the mission, Bari Yishayna, in the beginning, Hayu Mekablam Eidos HaChaydash Mikol Originally, we trusted each person to be a, to testify. We didn't need character witnesses. Tano Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. What were the Baisusim doing that were messing things up? Pamachas one time, Bikshu Baisusim Lahatay Zachachomim. The Baisusim wanted to trick the Chachomim. They wanted to make Rosh Chodesh on the wrong day. So what they do? They hired two, two uh, witnesses for 400 zuz. All right. Now 400 zuz is double a person's, we'll say on average, it's a lot of money. It's like double a person's average salary. All right. So they had two people to hire. They gave them nice full salaries. Echad mishalanu vech and these two people who were hired was one of ours and one of theirs. Okay? Meaning, Rashi explains, one of them was like an undercover FBI, yeah, who was a good guy. Another guy was a Baisusi. But they didn't realize. Shalahem Hayyid Edusai Viyatsa. So the Baisusi, who they hired, came in and testified and walked out. Then the second witness came in, and he was the undercover good guy. Shalanu Amrulay. Had you see the moon? I was going up in Maila Adumim, and I saw the moon, um, it's uh, crouching down between two boulders. The head was like a young calf. The ears of the moon were like a goat. The horns looked like the horns of a deer. And the tail was wrapped between its legs. And I gazed at it. 
and I was so in shock that I fell backwards. And if you don't believe me, I've got 200 Zuz wrapped up in my wallet, in my sodden, in my handkerchief. They said to him, me is kikhalakach. Yeah, okay, we got the picture over here, sweetie. Um, what's going on here? Yeah, who, who, who's behind all this? Omar Lahem, Shamati, Shabikshu Baisusim Lahatisachum. I heard that the Baisusim, yeah, the, in other words, this guy wasn't really planted. He planted himself. He heard what was going on. Amarti, and I said, I'll pretend like I'm one of them, and they'll hire me, and therefore I'll be able to come and save Rosh Chaydish. I'll be able to save Klai Yisrael. Otherwise, you're going to have two people who are uh, not proper. And they'll trick you. They said to him, The 200 Zuz you may keep. Okay, Meaning, you can hold on to it. Hold on to it. It's yours. And those who uh, are behind all this will be put up on a pedestal we put up on a platform meaning we're going to bring him to Bezdin and make a um, uh, you know make a lesson out of them and that's the story behind why from that story onwards we only take testimony from people who we know period end of that in the beginning, how would they spread the word about Reish Chaydesh? Listen to this. They wouldn't send out messengers. The messengers was not the original idea. The original idea was actually a lot smarter as far as speed. What would they do? They would light torches. You hear this? They would light torches. So Bezim would declare Reish Chaydesh. They would light a torch on top of the mountain. And then somebody would be on the mountain... Uh, Further down, well, let's read. When the Kusim got in the way, all right, and they, um, they, uh, you know what they would do? The Kusim would light their own torches too early to make Rosh Chaydesh a day early. People thought it was Rosh Chaydesh. So they said, we can't do this fire um, uh, process because people are uh, stealing our signals. So they started to send out. Uh, proper messages, all right, and people would know that these that you know who the shluchei bezdin were, and the um, the legitimacy of Rosh Chaydesh remained intact. How did it work when they would light the torches? So they would take tall tall cedar poles, the kanim the atzei shemim v'urim shal pishton, and they would make torches out of them. Okay, they would take. Um, I'd say the uh, they take reeds. I'd say shemen. They will take uh, wood that lights easily and flax. The karech v'meshicha, and they will tie it around the the um, the pole. Va'aylo shahar. They go up on top of a mountain. Umeitzis v'hemesahar, and light it as a torch. Umaylechu maybe they wave it back and forth. Milo umayred up and down. Atu raya es chaveru shu aisakein v'raishahar ashin until. The guy waving the torch saw on the mountain over a couple miles down the guy doing the same thing and now he knows he got the message he knows the next mountain got the message and he'd be able to turn off his torch the chayin barayish so on and so forth yeah mountain one to mountain two mountain two to mountain three 
and um, where where were these torches placed? First, it would go from what we know as Harazesim, right, the the mountain of anointing, to the mountain called Sartava, okay, and Ume Sartava Legrufina, Ume Grufina Lechavron, Ume Chavron the base builtin. And the guy on base built in mountain would keep waving until he saw everybody around the diaspora outside Eretz Yisrael start to wave their torches as well. Now he knows that everybody in Klai Yisrael has received the message that it is Reish Chodesh. Beautiful. Period. End of the mission. Says the Gemara. My Mashin Masih and Lishnat the Yikurhu. How do you know Masian? It says, how would they be Masian Masois? Okay? That, that, how would they know how they lit the torches? How do you know why is the word Masian being used to light up? To say, Vayisaim David Vaanashav. David and his men were Vayisaim. What does it mean, Vayisaim? What this means is, Umitagaminon Veukdinon David. David lit them on fire. Okay? So you know, Vayisaim is an expression of lighting on fire. Only light torches for Reish Chaydesh that is in its proper time with Kadshoi. When did they light the torches? On the night, go uh, on the night um, of the extra day of the month. Okay, meaning says the Gemara the Meimra. You mean to say that was only necessary to light the torches? On the 29-day month, to let us know that the next day is Rosh Chodesh, on a full month, you you uh, you don't need to light the torches because you already know that it's going to be Rosh Chodesh. Okay, there's no need to make a signal because if you, again, if you're only signaling the night after uh, when Rosh Chodesh is, so then it makes sense to do it after the 29th day to light a signal. But if you're after the 30th day, does it make sense to light the signal? Of course not. You never have a 31-day month. You already know it's the next month. My timer. There's an issue on Rishchidosh after a full month because if it falls out on, on um, if you have a 29-day month that falls out on Shabbos, Emas Avdi, when are you going to light the torches that uh, to, to tell us that Friday was Rishchidosh? You're only going to light it on Matzi Shabbos. And the Amrit Navid Nami Amale, if you're going to say that we also light it after Amale, also... So now people are going to be confused. Yeah, it really should have been waited Friday night. Now you're waiting about the Shabbos. They think there's an extra day of the month, and they're going also They're going to come, and they're going to be confused. Why? I'm really going to think they're going to say top of Daf Gimel, Hi that maybe um, Friday was just Chaydesh for Hayd Layav Dimei Asmal Mishum Dulayav Sure, maybe you know I know they're waiting about the Shabbos. Maybe it was really last night, and they just couldn't do it. So they're doing it now. Or maybe it's a really a full month, and therefore today's Sunday, you know, Shabbos is Rish Chaydesh. People are going to be confused. Mamela, they, um, they, they would not waive it when you had a 30 day month in order to remove any, any potential confusion. Okay, we'll hold it here. We're still in the middle of this conversation. We'll pick up and get our, uh, you know, we'll, maybe we'll back up a couple steps to re pick up with this Gemara. And. Bez um, Hashem, we will learn Dafyemi this week at 6.30 p.m. Good uh, Tavach, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.